This is Hannibal here from World Class Pro Wrestling and TheHannibalTV.com. We will have former WWE superstar Carly Haas joining us soon, but to start this off, I have my co-host here on the World Class cast, Jerry Bostick, and there's been a lot of wrestling news this week, including World Class Pro Wrestling news, but since, since uh, the fans love hearing about the news, I understand there's been a bunch of WWE releases, some of whom are wrestlers that used to work for you. Man, as, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of shocked. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this kind of secondhand, so, I mean, I hope these are right. Uh, I guess WWE just announced they will be releasing um, Scarlett Boudreaux, Taya Valkyrie, which is very disappointing to me, and uh, Ember Moon. Uh, looks like Oni Lorcan, Hit Row's B-Fab. Like, now they're really upset me messing with Hit Row. Jesse Kamea. I hope I'm getting some of these names right. Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama. Let's, I don't know. You know, Taya and, and Ember Moon are the most disappointing to me. But, you know, Ember Moon, unless things have changed, lives around the Dallas area. So I know a place that would take her. What's your thoughts on this, Hannibal? I'm shocked at Taya because there was such a buildup for her to come in. Everyone was wondering if she was going to go to AEW or WWE because she was kind of stuck in impact for a while. And obviously she's married to John Morrison, I believe. So, she is. I mean, that makes it even that much more shocking to me. And Taya, I mean, she, she's worked countless shows for me. She's so talented. Like, it's just very, very disappointing. And a bunch of them are actually on the World Class Pro Wrestling YouTube channel that just reached oh my 8,000 subscribers. Carrying Cross. Carrying his release? I know a place where he can go. Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked at that because honestly, and I've said this since they hired him, he was one of the wrestlers with the biggest upside. And Absolutely. they really gave him a – they started off using him well, but – that's Once he, it's fit. like so many people, you know, when they go to the main roster, people they don't know what to do with them, you know. I mean, it's 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 sad. I mean, that dude has such a tremendous upside. He's a he's one of the most skilled talkers that I've seen in a long time. Uh, looks like Zeta Ramir and Trey Baxter have been released as well. I mean, they just keep on coming. Uh, it's it's crazy, crazy. Well. The names that stand out to me that I could see world class really benefiting from are Carrion, Scarlett, and Taya. But I see Charlie Haas is uh, is here, and yes. you have an announcement to make about him, don't you? Uh, Charlie will be indeed joining us for Christmas Star Wars December eleventh. We're very excited to have him. I mean, his reputation and his you know his work speaks for itself. Having Charlie automatically makes world class uh, even that much better of a company. We cannot wait. Thank you for joining us tonight, Charlie. We appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Hannibal, again. Um, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about the upcoming. And I am. We can't hear. We can't hear you. Oh, right. We lost your audio for a second. There we go. All right. No, man, I'm excited to be, uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to, uh, for this opportunity. I thank you very much. Um, I have unfinished business, and um, 
I just want to do it right. Um, you're going to see still an aggressive Charlie Haas in the ring, just minus the cursing and the, uh, the, <laughs> the derogators. So, Charlie, I don't know that everybody listening or watching, I don't know that they know about your amateur wrestling career. Why don't you tell them about that? Because to me, that it's always amazing to me whenever people have done things outside of just the pro wrestling world. And I also believe that amateur wrestling leads to one of the easiest transitions. What's your yes, thoughts? Um, so, you know, I grew up in uh, Oklahoma and uh, ditto yeah. to Oklahoma. I was, always, I was always a professional wrestling fan. That was that was the big thing. Um, I, I went into wrestling because I thought I saw it offered through in the junior high program. And I thought it was going to be pro wrestling. So I walked in there and there's a wrestling mat. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, I go, where's the ring and the ropes? And they were laughing. You know, they just, uh, they probably was just some dumb country boy. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I took a, be a beating for about seventh grade year. I got my ass kicked so bad that I quit. I tried out for basketball. Well, I'm worse at basketball than I was wrestling. So I went back to wrestling and, uh, I got beat up all the way from uh, seventh grade up to uh, the end of my ninth grade year. And then, uh, you know, I started being the, uh, I was getting bullied and then I was, I turned it around and I started whipping ass. So and I haven't looked back since, but, uh, but it, it took a long time. Like it, it was, um, it was just dedication. It's, it's consistency. And you now consistency is the mark of a champion. And uh, I mean, I, my dad would uh, pay, um, he would have me do privates with uh, John Smith, who's Olympic gold medalist, two-time gold medalist. Um, I'd go over to Central Oklahoma, which was the Division II national champs, and get beat up by Greg Oplotnik and Howard Moore, and then drive up to Oklahoma State, get beat up by Randy Couture and J.J. McGrew and, uh, and um, let's see, like Chris Barnes. And, uh, and it was just uh, – and I, I did that probably for like a year and a half straight. And finally, it just uh, – you know, they would work with me when they saw that I was committed to it, and um, they started teaching me. And it was the little things, man. It was the little things they told me, like, little things make a big difference. You can't make – you can't look for a shortcut. You spend more time looking for a shortcut to get to where you are. You'll never get there because your, your opportunity will pass you by. So, well, you're a very decorated amateur wrestling champion. What all championships have you won doing that? Yes, sir. Uh, states in Oklahoma. Then we, uh, the, I was on the junior national team. It was like probably one of the best junior national teams in the history. We have the most points scored up at nationals. Um, a, and mean, that the, still stands the today. Is unbelievable. More national champions in D1. That are in that picture than anywhere else. Um, then I, I went to Notre Dame and they, they dropped the program because of Title IX. Um, and that is that you have to have the equal amount of men's scholarship has to equal the same amount as the women's. Um, so instead of adding an extra 83 scholarships because you got to take an effect, football has 83, um, they decided to cut 83 men's scholarships. So wrestling was at the end, you know, they were on the chopping block. So it, it sucked. Um, but, uh, you know, so I ended up, they, they, dropped the, they dropped it there, the Title IX. I left Notre Dame and Seton Hall gave me a full ride. They were, um, we're, we're an up and coming team. Uh, they, they, they had two, they had one, one, one somebody, uh, Joe Burke transferred in from uh, the uh, Hunter College. And then Lou Sergio came in. Um, so they were able to keep a bunch of the really good state placers and state winners from New Jersey. Um, on that team because they were all going to Rutgers and for some reason, you know, coach Reynoso did a good job in recruiting and then he recruited me and Wade Rogers, who was, uh, who wrestled for central Oklahoma. And, uh, and we, we went from, uh, being, uh, we never ranked, never going to nationals to where we won the big East. Um, and then we ended up uh, placing 13th in the country as a team. Uh, and, uh, that's why we got the big East ring. It's the only time we ever won it. Oh uh, yeah. And, um, 
all American. So, you know, it's just, uh, I just, you know, I never, I had a lot of obstacles thrown my way, but I just kept pushing forward, kept pushing forward. So was that the same time that uh, Seton Hall was pretty credible at basketball too? Like Terry DeHare, was that around that same time? With who now? Terry DeHare, I believe that was his name. He was a he was a legend, I believe, at Seton Hall. I'd have What's to double check that. I said he was a legend at Seton Hall, best I can recall. I think he was um Terry DeHare. I think he was uh. Oh no! Wait, from uh, I know exactly. Terry DeHair, Danny Hurley, um, it was Danny uh, Hurley. Yes, Danny Hurley. Yes. Yeah, another because they all came from um, St. Anthony's, the St. Anthony's, and it was a uh, Bobby Hurley Senior. Bob Hurley Senior was the one that coached them. You yeah, know, so absolutely. yeah, we had Danny, we had Terry DeHair, we had um, uh, Luther Wright. Um, Luther you know, Wright, had, man, I forgot all about Luther Wright. Yeah, he was, he was a powerhouse up, uh, down low. You know, um, we actually we played Duke. In the uh, playoffs, and it was mm-hmm. Danny versus Bobby, and it was it was uh, we got beat, but I mean, you know, we, we it was it was good until like the last quarter or whatever. But uh, but yeah, no, a lot, you know, Seton Hall doesn't have a football team, so basketball is is you know, is, is king, and uh, and the wrestlers are the biggest guys on campus. So yeah, I think it probably benefited them back then being in the Big East, but since the Big yeah. East is no longer a conference, I don't even know where Seton Hall is now. Well. Yeah, the the basketball basketball is the Big East. They uh, they, the, all the um the Catholic colleges that uh, didn't have football like Xavier, Georgetown, St. John's, um, Seton Hall, um, Sentinel, I think, um, Davidson. They're all they they bought the Big East name, so they're a powerhouse for basketball. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of them have very storied basketball programs. Very cool too, that you know that you went on to there after Notre Dame. Because I'm pretty sure Notre Dame was going to cut any of their football scholarships for wrestling. No, not at all. Well, you know it's you know, it's um, but the, you know we're in a great time right now for amateur wrestling because women's wrestling is going to save save the men's. Uh, it's going to save the sport. It really is. Um, we have there's about 1,300 scholarships offered right now for women's wrestling, and uh-huh. we only have about 1,100 women wrestling. Um, um, there's like nine states that actually support it. That have state championships, uh, Texas being one, Oklahoma one too. Did you know uh, we that? Have Oklahoma. Really, you know, we have a really good chance to save it. Uh, Clemson University just opened up a women's program starting this year. Uh, John Smith announced that it's on the radar. So in about two years, you're going to be looking at uh, a women's team at Oklahoma State University. And That's so awesome. it's a uh, man. It's, it's a good time. Um, and you know, it's what I love about the sport is that, especially for the women, it's um, it gives them a chance to you know, to be successful, um, you know, maybe they're, they, they're a bigger stature and they, they, they want to play soccer, but they can't be a midfielder or a center. They can't run up and down the field. Um, you go into wrestling, you're going to wrestle somebody at your own weight, your own age. Um, you win a state championship. That state championship could get you a scholarship. The next thing you know, you're, um, you know, man, you're, you graduate from college, you got your school paid for, you may be the next CEO or, uh, you know, a doctor or a lawyer. But I mean, it, it just helps, you know, it helps build self-confidence and self-esteem in those girls. So it's, I'm, I'm excited for it. And did you end up at Seton Hall? Did you get a degree as a stockbroker? Is that right? Yeah. So I was, in, I know I'm a, I'm a nerd. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I degree in economics. Um, I graduated with uh, 3.6 in my major, 3.3 overall. Um, and uh, the key to college, anyone listening? Because it's, I'm going to be talking about that. Go to all your classes your first year doesn't matter what you take just get the best i mean i ended up with a three six after my freshman year after that you can coast i mean you don't have to worry about catching up and trying to be eligible you know 
just bust your butt or just take a, or load up with a bunch of like the Bobo classes or the, the basic classes and just get like the highest grade you can your freshman year and then just coast, you know? Um, that was my downfall. I missed my class. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I probably wouldn't have graduated if I didn't have a tutor. Um, and I was lucky that the sports um, department, you know, gave it to the athletes uh, that were on scholarship. We got that free. But I mean, I would take the notes and go right to the tutor. Um, but yeah, so I ended up graduating and then I went to, I got started working for Goldman Sachs. And uh, oh, wow. that was an intense uh, interview. There's 21 interviews and you can't, if one person out of the 21 doesn't like you, you don't get hired. So it's, uh, so I, I got up to the managing director who made the decision and he's like, uh, do you know a lot about uh, futures and all that? And I said, yeah. And um, he's like, okay, he goes, uh, figure this, this, this one out. And I was like, okay, he had a piece of paper, he wrote something down. And I'm like, all right, I go, can I borrow your pen? And he looked at me, he goes, and he put it in his pocket. I had to do it in my head. I did it. And he goes, okay, I'll be right back. And he came back and offered me the job. So, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. What, what about the work you're doing with Allen schools now? Tell people about that. All right. So now we're, um, you know, um, uh, so I left Goldman Sachs to, to wrestle for WWE. Um, and you know, I had, you know, I had my singles career. I wish it could have been better, but I had a great time as a tag team. Um, been through a lot of, uh, ups and downs, but, uh, you know, I started, um, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law and I started a program in Frisco called the Frisco Bombers. And then they moved back to New Jersey, um, like about after my dad died a couple years ago. So I started a program with, uh, Jerry Best, who's the head coach at Allen high school. And, um, they've just won their 12th straight, um, state title. So what I did is I started a program that's, you know, for my, my two boys who are 11 and nine. And we built, a, I mean, we built such a good program around them. It's, it's, it's scary how talented this group is. Um, we're we're going to, we're trying to keep them together. We want to, but we're having even better. It's better than um, we're like our walking. They're the, our, they're the walking billboard for our success. So where the, the major tournaments we go to all over, they win people, um, you know, moving to Texas and they're like, Hey, we want to move to Allen here. You got, you got a great wrestling team. You know, it's like, uh, we're not recruiting. It's just that they, they want to, you know, iron sharpens iron. Um, we produced uh, Bo Nichols, who uh, won three national titles for Penn State, just won his first MMA fight. Um, AJ Ferrari just won his first uh, national title up at o Oklahoma State. So we, uh, yeah. we're, you know, we are, man, we're, we're just rock and rolling. We're building this program to where, you know, I don't want any of my kids to go through there and be the first class to lose a state title. So um, we, our goal is to win a national title. Um, we, I feel with Russ's grade, they're in fifth, sixth grade. It's about five years away, but we could be the first team um, ever to win a national title that doesn't have a state that supports um, amateur wrestling because not one, you know, yes, the Big 12 has amateur wrestling, but it's from the border of Texas, Oklahoma up. Texas doesn't have it. Wow, that's crazy. You would think Texas would have, or you would think they'd have collegiate wrestling. That's crazy. You think so? Like Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Texas, Texas uh, TCU, um, Houston, Rice. I mean, uh, so, I mean they, you know, they just won't do it. Um, What's going to be interesting, you know, they're, they're saying the Big 12 is breaking up in two years. And yeah. uh, I guess OU and Texas are going to SEC. And the same, a rumor has that Oklahoma State may be going to uh, the Big 10. So I know for football it may not be great, but for wrestling, you've got <laughs> Iowa, Penn State, Oklahoma State, uh, <laughs> Iowa State. It's going to be insane. So you think wrestling-wise, wrestling wise, that would be a good move for Oklahoma State to go to the Big 10? Um. You know, iron sharpens iron. I don't, you know, they'll get, um, it, it's going to just, it's just going to help their recruiting better. You know, um, they'll, they'll be able to wrestle in front of the, uh, more of the East coast of the Pennsylvania area in Jersey. 
and uh, they'll be able to get those some of those recruits because a lot of those recruits are and they're not going past the uh, they're not going past the um, this, this, the Pennsylvania line. I mean, New, New Jersey's going right into PA. Ohio's going to PA. I mean, everyone wants to be a Penn State. That's the place to be. So, did you go from Goldman Sachs to pro wrestling? Yes, sir, man. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, great. I was, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think I thank Goldman Sachs for the opportunity, but um, they, uh, oh man, oh, you're good, man. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay, no, I, I think um, Goldman Sachs for the opportunity. The only problem was that uh, you know, out on the East Coast, um, it's like you you live to work um and i was you know i'm like man 13 14 hours a day i mean we're, i was so i was doing a fixed income desk so on fixed income you have to deal with a lot of uh foreign currency so a lot of those markets you know they're about an eight six to eight hour ten hour difference time zone so i gotta wait for those to come in so a lot of times i would sleep under my desk have a suit in the uh, gym and locker that we had and uh i mean it was just like i said i did it for about five years as, as Got, I was doing also the wrestling training and doing all the indies. And we're, I mean, there's like no time to sleep. My brother and I were just busting our butt trying to get picked up. Um, pro wrestling was really hot then. And, uh, you know, finally that happened. And I was able to go ahead and give him my resignation and said, I'll see you later. And I, I mean, no hard feelings, but I just, it was, it was a breath of fresh air to leave. Yeah. So were you in CZW before WWE? Is that right? So um, we went to uh, we went to uh, we started with um, Iron Mike Sharp, um, Canadian Canada's Iron Mike Africa. Sharp. Damn, I haven't heard that name in a long yeah, time. He, he he trained me. That's what I went to his school. My brother and I did, and um, we were so it was about a ten month school. And you know, I, I knew I learned a lot from him because he actually was in the ring working with me. Now he's a big son of a gun, man. I mean, he would put your your head back over the rope and he'd give you that big forearm to the chest. I mean. I mean, he was stiff and, I mean, snug. And that's why he really, you know, he knew I was an amateur wrestler. So he's like, look, you got to make it look real. You got to lay it in. So um, he goes, you know, and if they say it hurts, then, you know, then that's their problem. Um, so went from there and then we were, we were on the independence. And it was at the time when w, the Nitro Wars, uh, the Monday Night Wars were going on. Uh, and then ECW was in there. So we were in Jersey and uh, we started wrestling for a company called Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Um, and they were like what Ring of Honor is now, or it was. They they started, they, I start, started with Loki, um, Homicide, Danny Moff, um, Steve, uh, Amazing Red, the SATs, uh, man, Kenny Kingston, or, or Kingston, uh, Eddie Kingston, we crossed paths. Um, CM Punk was up and coming, Samoa Joe, you know, and uh, out of that whole group, Russ and I were the first ones to sign. And, um, but, you know, we were at the one time we had the Jersey All Pro tag titles and the CZW tag titles, and everybody, and they hated each other. I mean, there'd be like fights and riots, and here we are holding both titles, just watching it. So, man, that's crazy. That's a crazy. You know, that was when Danzig had it, you know. So uh, I got to thank him for the opportunity, and you know, because we were just a bunch of country, country redneck uh, college boys from the East Coast, uh, you know, transplants from Oklahoma. But we we had fun, man. It was a, uh, and then we ended up with Jim Kettner. He, uh, he polished us up. WWF was interested in us. Kevin Kelly said, go to Jim Kettner. Jim Kettner said he was done training people. Simon Diamond was his last um, protege or last person he trained. Then we walked in. He's like, all right, let's do it. So, uh, you know, we're, I, I, I got to thank him for getting us ready. And then we're off to Memphis. And uh, 
that was a, that was a, that was a different story there, man. It's uh, that developmental territory is uh, it was tough, man. It was really tough. So, were you in CZW with Nick Gage? Yes. <laughs> well, what was he like back then? Uh, you know, he was um, I. It wasn't. I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I think we've had a couple encounters. I mean, I never really went and hung out because we, we would after we wrestled. Russell and I would just go and go back up to North Jersey. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I had no problems in the locker room or anything like that. I mean, as a person, a good person, you know. I mean, there's some people that would, you know, that would really go out and try to, you know, they they thought New Jack was the uh, the thing to do then, and uh, they would go out and try to wrestle and hurt people like New Jack would, you know, and uh, and I just don't uh, know. It was the hardcore was you know was the thing in the end, and uh, we were just like you know every time we got into a match with a white beater or with a loaded or the lotus lotus one two three or whatever or blade, I was like we knew it was you know, they're going to ask us to juice or something. So yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> so when you got the call from WWF, did you feel like this was it? Like this is you made it? Did you did you have did you guys have that feeling when you got that call? Yeah, we did, and we were happy, man. We were so happy because I was like, man, we, this is what we were doing for five years. We made it. And then we, like, we got down there, and uh, I mean, so our first match was with Daniel Bryan and Spanky, you know, Brian Kendrick. Um, wow. it, was a, it was a hell of a crew, man. We had Mean Street Posse. I think Joey Abs is probably one of the best workers ever, just never got the chance. Um, mean Street Posse, Christian York, Joey Matthews, another great tag team from the Indies. Um, Brian, uh, then you had the kids from uh, Shawn Michaels School, then uh, which was Lance Cage, Shooter Schultz, Brian Kendrick, uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, then you had uh, the manager Jason. I forget. He'd always do the voice imitations. And then we had uh, Eki and, Ro- and Maddie, and that was uh, Roman Reigns' brother and Umaga. And then you had Russ and I, and, um, and we had the Ducks. So we had a really good tag team division, and uh, I mean we would go. It was a great experience because it was live on Memphis Power Pro. You would go. You would you would do it from like ten in the morning to eleven. It was live. You messed up. You messed up, and then you would go from there and you would start doing your spot shows like that night, and then Sunday, then Monday, Tuesday. We're all over Mississippi, Arkansas, and um, Tennessee. So, so who was the promoter in Memphis? Great experience to go live there. And um, our first match was against American Dragon and uh, Brian Kendrick. And Russ started the match off, and he got snapmared, and Brian just kicked him in the back of the spine. And I just man, Russ just it switched. Russ. You pushed him, you watch out. He, he, he snapped. He got right up out of character and man just started whooping ass. I'm like, all right, well, at least they know we're, we're legit. So So when you were when you guys were in Memphis, was Jerry Jarrett the promoter? Was that, Jerry, uh, Terry, Jarrett? Terry Golden was the promoter at the time. Okay. I was like, I didn't know if Jerry Jarrett was still doing Memphis. No, he, he wasn't there. Um Terry Golden was there and um and Jerry Lawler. The king. So you guys went from developmental. I mean I don't really want to touch on your brother passing away, really. But no, we can we can do it. I mean, so we were so you know they shut Memphis down because uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, the Cat quit WWF, and and they even right before they quit, they bought WCW. So we had all the stuff from WCW's power plant transferred to Memphis, and we put up the WCW ring and compared it to the WWF ring, we're like, whoa, <laughs> I mean, you know. So then they shut us down, and then was WCW, uh, they, they kept. Was- was Steve WCW Bradley. a 16 or 18? I can't remember. What's that? Was the WCW ring a 16 foot or 18 foot? Uh, 18. Well, for, for everybody for listening, plan. WWE, no, WWE is a 20 foot ring. For everybody that doesn't know, WWE is a, a 20 foot ring and WCW was 18. Yeah. Okay. We well, you know the, the bigger the ring, 
you, you got to have better footwork and you got to really know how to maneuver. Um, the smaller the ring, I mean, it's like you really got to keep it tight. And you got to watch. You got to make sure you're when you're throwing a comeback, you got to you got to bump, bump him. But you got to just stay. You got to take the step out of the middle so you can bump and come back up. Um, it's a lot to it. But um, yes, yeah, so they shut it down and uh, we end up. Uh, they kept Steve Bradley, um, the Island Boys, Eki and Umaga, um, or Eki and Matty, Russ and I, Lance Kate, and Lisa Marie Victoria. And uh, they sent her to um, down to. Uh, to OVW, and they sent us to HWA, Les Thatcher. And um, and that's when it got tough. It was um, it, it was difficult because, uh, you know, we, we get there and we're trying to, to do the best we can. And WWF sending like Benoit and Angle and Big Show for us to, you know, to wrestle with them, to show them what we've learned. And Les Thatcher's pushing his guys that were under contract, trying to get them contracts. And, uh, I thought it was wrong. And, you know, so we were never showcased like we should have been. And then they brought in all the, and so then it got even worse because they brought in, um, uh, they brought in WCW and ECW, um, all the guys that they, they kept, you know, in the buyouts and they moved them all down there. And some of them went to uh, OVW and, um, and it was like, you know, I got along with everybody, made some really good, friends um you know jamie noble was really one of my good friends and he, you know he went really high up now as an agent in wwf but uh it was uh it was it was really it was you know we got really pushed down so it was like the memphis six that we called ourselves were just barely i mean we were you know, we were trying we were just you know we we're lucky if we got promo time if we were able to be on a spot show or a match um we were just we were begging for um you know we we're just like you know for someone to acknowledge us because right now they were concentrating on ecw and wcw so we figured we were all going to get fired. Um, so then, uh, man, then uh, then Russ died. And that was, that was the day of my life, man, really took a turn for the worse. Um, so he passed away and uh, Tom and Dad, and um, I miss him, man. I miss him. And uh, people don't know, like, um, Team A was supposed to be, they called us up. It was going to be Russ, Kurt, Shelton, and I. It was us four. And, um. Uh, and then the Island Boys were going to go with uh, Rikishi, and um, got head of the plans. So, yeah. So he's uh, so, um, and then right after that, uh, like a month after that, Hugh Morris was doing a some new move, a baseball slide off the, um, you know, he threw me off the ropes and he hit the uh, ropes that, on the, the neutral side or the other side. And he was trying to do a drop toe hold but sliding, and he blew my knee out. So I was like, you know, I was just like, this is a month after Russ died, and I'm like. I was so lost because I'm like, you know, they didn't sign Charlie Haas. They signed the Haas brothers. Um, and it was tough because we wanted to, we, we, we really, I mean, if you guys go back and watch any of the independent stuff, like Russ was the, uh, kind of like how Shelton is, but he, Russ was uh, the, the gymnast. Flips, back flips, flips over the top rope. He's as big as me. And I was, uh, man, I, I just did the wrestling and the chaining and uh, the chain wrestling. And, and uh, we just, you know, and it worked. And we're brothers. And, um, and you know he was uh, he'd get all the girls and throw me on the seconds. But anyways, you know. But um, <laughs> so yeah. nothing wrong with sloppy seconds. Yeah, man. You know he's like, yeah. You know they'd come up to me and they're like, hey, are you Russ Haas's brother? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah. Can you, can you get him to talk to me? I'm like, oh my god. No, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I mean, I just like, I was so pissed, man. It happened so many times. So, but uh, so I'm like, all right, whatever. So um. You know, I was there to wrestle, anyways. But um, the uh, 
so I mean, they um, you know, that's what the team angle was supposed to be. That and we were, um, you know, they had a, they had a, you know planned. Uh, they put it on hold. Um, they didn't know what they were going to do. And when I blew my knee out, I was just like, I, mean, I didn't know what to do. But it was probably the best thing for me because it gave me six months to heal or try to heal instead of just like throwing myself back in. Um, I don't think I ever healed from it. I don't think you ever do. Um, but it was, uh, you know, I came back. Um, man, I was, man, I got in the best shape of my life going through therapy. And uh, and man, as soon as I get back, they put me with Jason Sugarman, who is a, um, a student from Dusty Rhodes' school. And they're like, all right, man, you're going to tag. So we started tagging. And I was like, you know, trying to stay away from what Russ and I would do. But it was, it was a different tag. It was good. And then uh, they, they broke that. They shut that company down. And so Johnny Ace called me and I was like, I know, man, I go, you're, you're shutting it down. I heard, I go, yeah, I go, Johnny, I want to thank you, man. I'm, I, I appreciate everything you guys did for me and you know, for my family. It's like, well, good, because you're, we're still doing it. Get your ass down to OBW. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I, you know, they probably were throwing me a bone with everything that was going on, but man, that's where I met Jim Cornette. And um, man, he, he, man, he took care of me. Like, you know, he, he explained to me the whole singles, um, he, you know, cause I, I never did singles. I didn't have moves. I didn't have, you know, I had double team moves, tag team moves, and that was something Russell and I were really good at. Um, and um, so, uh, man, I, you know, I was so worried about the moves. Um, I didn't care about. I, didn't, I overlooked and to understand what the work was. You know, the, we've talked about this. That you know, it's I go in and uh, you know I watch so many kids today, and it's move after move after move, and they're athletic, man, and they are unbelievable and they're better than I'll ever be or ever could have been. Um, but they're missing something. And that's the work between it. You know, you don't have to do all that much. And I, you know, and Arnie Anderson's like, Charlie, slow down. Less is more. So when they put Sheldon and I together and I was back in my comfort zone and man, we made, and we were with Arn for a year on the road before the matches, after the matches, four days a week. I mean, we lived and died like, a, like the horseman style, you know, like, um, you know, and it was, uh, it, it paid off, man. It paid off. And I can't thank him enough. And, and I was just, you know, I was, you know, I was up at WWE for 12 years, and I had a really good, had a lot of good coaches or mentors come through there, like uh, Malenko, um, you know, then the wrestlers I'll, I'll get into, but like Steve Kern, Ricky, Ricky Steamboat, Jerry Briscoe, Jack Lanza, um, Tony Gurria, Sergeant Slaughter, and then, you know, all the greats to work with, you know. So I was, um, you know, they, I was at a good 12-year run um, with the developmental, including then WWE, so 12 years together, and I learned a lot, so... Um, so, sorry for rambling, but that's where I'm at. Oh, so. you're fine. So, I mean, if Shelton becomes available again, is there still a chance that we might see down the road a world's greatest tag team reunion? Well, you know what? Um, that's a good question because we never really broke up. And, you know, every time he we've been singles, we've always – someone puts us together. Um, so, you know, that might be. But then, you know, I could see I could see this, like – um, me getting beat down by like, you know, blood hunter or, or, um, and moonshine at the same time. And all of a sudden man, Shelton's music hits and he slides in the ring, man. And he comes in and as soon as he gets up, I turn and I drop him and I just start putting the boots still. So, I mean, I, that's yes. probably the, the Charlie hot should get now. And then I, I love, that. I love that. Charlie, I got to ask you about that, uh, fan incident that happened with you that uh, kind of went viral a few months ago. Yeah. What was that all about? What happened? There? Well, you know, I, I, mean, I, I like to tear up signs, and uh, you know the, the kids, and then they even make like Haas tear up the sign. And then people had like a section where they were giving out poster boards and making them right then and there. I'd tear it up and then put it back out. 
So it was a little girl's sign, and I, I, I grabbed it, ripped it up, and just threw it like I always do. The dad's like, said, he kind of got it in front of my face, like, kind of like, he put his hand, pushed me away. So I pushed him back, and then bam, I didn't hit. I mean, it was like that quick. Like, <laughs> and then Rodney, Rodney hit him. You know, boom. And uh, oh, Rodney like, came out of nowhere. Happened. You know, it's, it's, you know, if you're not, you know, I'm doing my job. I, I was, I, and, I, and, they, and people get hot, but, uh, I got you know I got to remember that there's, they don't have the security gates, so they didn't they didn't have the fencing. So uh, you know that was a that show was actually pretty interesting because we put Matt. Well, it was the first time the privilege was together, and Max I would cut the promo, then he would cut a promo in Spanish, and whatever he would say, the Spanish women would run to the ring and they would start throwing stuff at us. So the whole time we're wrestling throughout the, the shows on uh, on this TV taping. People are hitting the back part, you know, and we and then we had to have Big Fitz come out as, as like a prospect bodyguard to push people away. I mean, it was it was getting bad. It was like we were doing our job, man. We were getting Kevin Sullivan said you're getting that white heat, man. You know, but that's what wrestling is. Wrestling is driven by heels. It's driven by antagonists. There yeah. are no heroes without antagonists. Right. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you know, think um, about the current state of heels in the business? Well, you know, here's what I and I, I have. Uh, I have looked into the, uh, I mean, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I've been doing uh, the independence for, uh, I started on the independence and I'm, you know, and then uh, I'm, I'm on it. I retired, came back, but you know, I, as you get older, you get wiser. And I'm like, I know I can't, I can't do all the moves that people do. But one thing I do know is I know how, you know, I've stayed in shape with the amateur wrestling and, um, and wrestling with those guys and training. And it's, it's a very hot room. Uh, Hannibal will tell you, he's come down and trained. We have a great facility, but um, I, man, I, and being up in Oklahoma, we were up to see my friends. It's always competitive, but um, man, I, I was, um, one thing I can do that they, they aren't doing that no one's doing is I'm working body parts, man. I will take, I, I look at the person I'm, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to capitalize on his weakness. And then I'm going to, you know, like, like Arnie Anderson taught me, he's like, man, you're going to hinder that limb useless and you're going to beat him with it. He goes, would you go into Walmart, buy a three-legged table? Hell no. That's what that's what they're gonna look like when they come out. So I um that's what I do, man. Legs, arms, ribs, eyeballs. I work the eye on the match. Um, which I, I don't know why any, no one else does it. I mean, you can't see, you can't wrestle. I think I'm I'm, I'm brilliant, man. I'm like a genius for wrestling. But um, I just realized that um, man, you, you don't. I don't need the moves. All I need is to get to the point, get right to it. I don't need ups and downs and turns and and swerves. I just get. I go right to the limb. I attack it. I beat it useless. I make him fight from underneath. And then, um, man, you know, and in between that, I'm getting into it with the fans. Um, they want to interact with the, with the matches so bad. I have no problem doing that. I, I'm, I'll walk to the ring. I'll interact with anybody. I'll find the person that hates me the most, man. And if I was the baby face, I would be looking for that person that started with me and then try to, you know, I won't tell them how, how to do their match, but I would try to befriend them in the match. And, you know, because they start clapping for them. Everyone around him is going to clap for him, and it spreads. So that's how that's how that that's what Steamboat taught me. Um, but I just do my job where you know I man I just I, I, I will look at the person that I started with me in the ring, and when I put that hold on, I'll look right at him, and I'll and I'll even bring him out right in front of him and punch him right in his mouth, drop him, and I'll just look right at him. Go, that's because of you. That's because of you. Yeah, and like they get so they want to be they want to hit me so bad. Um, but it's like that's the greatest feeling, it really is. I love it. You've been in this business a long time, so I mean, ultimately, you're going to get more out of this emotional interaction you're having with these fans than doing moves, anyways, right? 
I mean, because yeah. you're right. That's exactly what our group of fans come for. They come for that interaction. They yeah. want that involvement. They want you to make them a part of the show. Dude, I mean, you know how, how you know, I had a, you know, I'll get the dads and they're like, you're a piece of shit. Huh? She makes shit. I'm like, dude, come in the ring. Just come in the ring. Sign the waiver. I'm going to start carrying waivers. That's my gimmick. I'm going to start carrying waivers. Sign and get That's ready. a good idea. December yeah. 11th, we'll have a stack of waivers waiting waivers, on man. I'll be like, sign the waiver. You one's got a mouth, you know, and I, and, I'm, and I am an equal opportunity ass kicker. I will, <laughs> men, women, age, it don't matter. If they want to do it, I'll, I'll whoop that ass. But um, they are. No, it's Maybe it's we fun. need Hannibal to sign a waiver, and then you guys can have an amateur match, you versus Hannibal. I'd love yeah, to see dude. He came in there and I'm like, how much you weigh? It's 265. I go, well, you're every bit of 300. Man. I mean, and I mean, solid muscle. Man. I'm not talking, you know, I mean, I was like, holy shit, man. It's like, I'm trying to drill just like show some stuff. I'm like, it's like wrestling, um, probably, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's what it felt like. It really did. <laughs> I had a few yeah. people wanting me to ask you, Charlie, if you could explain what happened with you and Ring of Honor. I guess they're they pretty much shut down now. Yeah, but they, I don't uh, I don't know uh, what exactly happened. There's a bunch of various stories out there on the here's, internet. Here's, here's what I, here's what, know, I know Joe Coffin, uh, and I think this is I think this is I mean this is what happened. Um, they uh, you know I got was in Ring of Honor when Cornette was there. When he left, they were forcing Sheldon and I out. Um, I liked Delirious a lot. Um, you know, he, he did good with, with, you know, he, he did good. I just think that, you know, they thought outside the box and they produced a lot of, you know, Tyler Black and CM Punk and all that. Um, there is going to be, uh, uh, hold on. Okay. Um, Tyler Black and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's Rollins, Seth Rollins. And then there was a bunch of, uh, uh, I mean, you know, a bunch of other guys that made it. And I think, you know, that style, WWE adapted to it. And they brought it on, and Cornette couldn't believe it, and uh, and like and so it, it transpired, you know, all over, you know. Um, so they're over, they're big in Japan, now they're big at AEW and uh, all the uh, MLW, ROH, whatever. But I think what happened with the COVID nineteen, um, I, I said it's the best time to be a fan. The reason being is because we had to cut our costs somewhere, and a lot of people cut the cable. They cut the cable so we could do, um, you know, so everyone was uh, doing internet TV. No one thought it was going to take off. I sure as hell did it. But because of that, and you turn on Pluto, you got like, man, you turn on Pluto and you have so many, uh, you got MLW on there and you have um, uh, Impacts you on have, there. Uh, PC Ultra. And I mean, you got AAA and Ring of Honor and you got Impact and you got, um, you know, AEW then and, and WWE. So, I mean, you're like, man, this is a great time. You know, I can make a living with these other territories and then we're working together. It's kind of like the old territories. And then, uh, you know, I, I can hone my craft. I can be there for a year, there for a year, there for a year. And, you know, in five years, man, maybe I get the call from WWF or AEW, you know. Um, but I think at the time, Ring of Honor, they're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting Company, which is a trade, publicly traded company. And they're, they're a $9 billion company. But, one, they didn't really put money into the Ring of Honor. Everything that Ring of Honor had was the um, – they, they had to produce at the gate, you know. And that was what paid – you know, and so Joe Koff was like on a shoestring budget. Um, but the advantage of them being there was that their tapings went to all the stations. Now they didn't, they weren't a cable company. They, they own, they own, uh, they're syndicated TV. So they own all the antennas. Like it would have been great in the seventies and eighties when, you know, you, you have the tape and then you, that, you know, WC world-class championship wrestling, we put the tape in Dallas 
and then the territory that you wrestled in was as far out as the antenna goes. Um, you know, the waves, the UHF waves, and the VHF waves. And um, so, you know, they, Sinclair didn't think about what was going to happen so because they're syndicated. They, they should probably change the business plan and said, okay, let's create like a, a streaming service, uh, like a, a Crackle, a Pluto, um, a Plex. And, uh, you know, they, they did it. And I think that's what, you know, Ring of Honor did a, the honorable thing. They kept everybody for 18 months and they paid them and they yeah. couldn't wrestle. They couldn't make up the money and it, it caught up to them. And, uh, and I think they fell victim of, you know, being a, you know, I think you saw the end of uh, syndicated wrestling. I really did. Um, so, you know, so what about your time uh, in the Ring of Honor? I, I thank you for the time. I learned a lot. Man, some great times with the Kings of Wrestling, All Night Express, the Wolves, uh, Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, um, Cole Cabana, um, El Generico, Delarius, Joe Cobb, Kerry Sulkin, Cornette. But it was just, uh, it's, it's a shame, man. It really is. I, I was hoping that someone would come in and buy him, or, but I guess it's not going to happen. We had a question earlier. Uh, somebody was asking about privilege coming to world class. What's your thoughts on that? Man, you know, um, it, it probably, man, I would love it. I would because we are, it's unfinished business, man. We haven't even started, man. We are hot. And I mean, you know, um, Hannibal will tell you, I mean, it was, uh, we had something good. Um, it was diverse. I came up with the concept. Um, let's, I want to get all this cleared up too. I came up with the, with the group. I came to them. I said, I want to do, I want to do a group, white, black, Hispanic, Polynesian, four different cultures. I want us to be, you know, it's always on TV, you know, white on black, black on brown, brown on black, you know, brown on white. And no, we're going to be equal, united, you know, and uh, we're equal opportunity ass kickers, man. We don't care who you are, but, you know, so, you know, we're going to just do what we do. And I, I, we, I wanted to be so stacked that when they saw us come in, they were going to be like, how are we going to, I mean, how, seriously, how are they going to beat us? I mean, Jacob Fatu, Max Cassianos, uh, Red Dog, Roddy Mac and me. I'm like, that's about a hell of a crew. Um, I'm putting up against any faction in any company. I mean, AEWWB, I really would. And um, so, man, it was hot. Um, I'd love for it to work, but we wouldn't use the name Privilege. Uh, Teddy Long did come up with that name. He doesn't own the rights to it. He didn't come up with the group. I did. Now, he's starting another group called Privilege. And I mean, and, and I'm happy for him. And I think Teddy needs him. He is a pioneer, you know, in what he did and what he had to overcome. But, um, you know, I just didn't see eye to eye on him on a lot of things. He wanted me to do a finish this way. And I'm like, are you really uh, the man? You're a general manager, man. I thought you were a character because on TV, like, you tell me to do a finish. I'm like, Kevin Sullivan tells me to do a finish. You know, I'm going to listen to Kevin Sullivan. And, uh, you know, and Teddy has some great ideas, but, you know, like, but this finishes, you know, that's that's my cup of tea. Man. I've been doing this for long enough. I think I can listen to the crowd and know what which what they want. And then when I know they want it, I don't want to give it to them. So that that was always a mystery why they would listen to uh, Teddy in that group over Kevin for booking ideas with uh, Kevin's reputation. But Kevin is a big supporter of yours. Could you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Kevin? Man, I think Kevin Sullivan is. So I mean, I'm a student of uh, man. I'm a student of wrestling. Um, I was going through my storage unit, you know, after my divorce, and I mean, I got so many VHS tapes of pro wrestling. And um, WWE awesome. at the time, they would let us have access to the library, and we'd go to Kevin Dunn and I'd say, "Man, I need this, this, and this, this." They'd have it the next TV, and I mean, I had. They would just give day, you man. the cassette tape. I've had every home. type of match you can imagine. So I came across Kevin Sullivan's matches, man, and uh, 
We can't hear you. Oh, we oh. lost your audio. Um. Okay, hello. There, right, we, there we go. So there. Right, right when you got the Kevin Sullivan tapes, that's where we lost. Fine. So you would literally request what you wanted from their library and they would give it to you? Oh, no. I guess you'll sign in and sign back out. But yeah, I remember that, Jerry, because uh, I was in Deep South Wrestling for a while and the developmental wrestlers could request matches and before YouTube was what it was, they would have someone that worked in the office that would put like a selection of matches on a VHS tape and send wow, it Wow, so they would basically make new cassettes for you of what you requested? What's that? Uh, Hannibal was talking about how they would, if you requested the library, they would make the tapes for you and then give you copies of them. Yeah. That's it was wild. like, I asked them for, I mean, I asked them for, like the I go can I get uh, small guy versus big guys giants uh, can I get uh, tag teams can I get uh, tag teams in Japan can I get uh, tag teams in uh, you know can I get you know all the all the territories that were buying up and I'm like yeah I, just give me whatever and Kevin Dunn would do it they would give you copies of it and uh, man I have wow. so many VHS tapes I, I got to get it all transferred over to you know the digital era but I'm so I'm going through that I'm like man look at all the stuff I have I mean and then um so the the question was the oh. Do we, Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan when he was with WWF before he headed down to Florida. And I mean, the crowd loved him, you know? Um, and he was, um, man, and they loved him. And I'm like, man, this guy is a, he, 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 he disappeared. I'm like, well, where'd he go? Like, you know, when I was young. And then, uh, you know, he's down in Florida Championship Wrestling. I started collecting the magazines when I was little. That was our internet. And I'm like, man, I followed him. And then when he, man, when he came on with the, um, I really was intrigued when he was the taskmaster. Um, with the varsity club, you know, and that was Dr. Death. They had, um, Mike, um, uh, what's his name? The guy from Syracuse, um, Bray Wyatt's dad, Mike Rotundo. Mike and then you had, uh, Ricky, Mo it was before Scott Steiner got there. It was Ricky Steiner, Rick Steiner. So you had three all American wrestlers, you know, and they wore their letter jackets and all that. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Man. You that's could have almost been a member of the varsity club if you would have been in that era. Yeah, you been I know. The varsity club. Exactly. And, um, he was the, uh, Man, so I never got a chance to meet him uh, or work with him until SWE. Um, he, he, I came up to him. I go, Kevin Sullivan, man, I'm a big fan. I go, I just, uh, I would sit and watch stuff of him on YouTube. And the stuff he would do was just, was outrageous. Like stuff you would never see. Like I saw him slap a lady, like a news reporter. I mean, just laid her out. And I asked him about that. I go, because yeah, that was a little bit of a shine. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> and when I got back to the locker room, she's like, could you hit me harder? You know, so, um, you know, I got to ask him a bunch of things that I, you know, that I, I was like, when I'm watching as a kid, I was scared to death. I was like, Oh my God, you know, he's, you know, all the stuff they were saying and, but you believed it. So um, when I came in SWE and I, and I saw I had a chance to work with him, I wanted to, I wasn't going to try to be like him because I never could be. I wanted to have that type of heat that he had. I wanted to do things, push the, push the, push, I mean, push the boundaries, bend it, not break it. Sometimes that we probably did. Um, but man, it was we're, we're putting asses in seats, and uh, yeah, I you know he was a big fan of privilege. He loved it. Um, you know, Kevin's the type where I'm like, Kevin, I got this finished. What do you think? He goes, I don't know. You tell me. I'm like, well, this is what I want to do. He goes, let's try it. If not, we'll do something else. And I'm like, and thank God it worked every time. Um, um, you know, and then sometimes 
stuff I was going to do, um, I knew it was going to be borderline that it's probably better to um, ask for forgiveness than permission. So I, that would, Almost every I mean, time. It would turn out great. The ratings are good. But uh, I know Tom Lance is like, how much is this going to cost me? Haas? <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. It was my kid. I threw up against the ropes. So it was, uh, so um, it was uh, Kevin Tillman, man. He's, he's great. Um, you know, he's teaching me how to book. Um, that's why I'm thank you, thank you for this opportunity because I want to work with him still. Cause he's the last living um, link to Eddie Graham. And if people don't know who Eddie Graham is, he is uh, man. He is probably one of the best bookers ever. I mean, he, they would, um, Kevin would told me they would, he would sit in with, um, um, he would sit in there with uh, Mr. Graham. Mr. Graham would get phone calls from uh, St. Louis. Hey, we got a card tonight. And here's the wrestling. What are the finishes? He would give them the finishes. The check would come in the mail. And then, uh, and then the Carolinas would call. He'd give them the finishes. I mean, Eddie Graham was giving, you know, he was selling the finishes to everybody. So well, I did not know that's that. where Kevin learned how to book. You know, in my mind, Kevin is definitely one of the, the most yeah. brilliant minds in wrestling. You know, it, it just, it never ceases to amaze me. Him and Eric Embry both, and them working together, it's like, you know, I literally just sit there and listen to them <laughs> plan it well, out. You know, and I, I never even, uh, I've never met Eric Embry. I mean, I watched him growing up. I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, Man, I'm, it's, 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 I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad I'm not retired because these are people that I watched and I get a chance to work with them now and uh, and learn from them. So, I mean, because, you know, after it's over, I, I want to – man, I love this sport, man. I, I do. Um, I've been doing this for a long time. And I got into the amateur wrestling because of it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want – I don't want it to end when I, when I leave wrestling. I mean, I want to book. I want to um, help, you know, coach. Um, produce young athletes. Um, you know, people. I mean, I can I can coach them right. I can teach them right. Um, I and my style is a little different. I don't beat them down with calisthenics. You know, I don't make them do like a thousand squats on it. Um, I feel that you know, if you're signed with WWE or if that's what you want to do, then you should do that on your own. But I will teach you. We'll do cardio and conditioning, but I will teach you how to work, how to wrestle, the basics, the foundation. You know, how the footwork. And um, you know, a lot of it comes. I I I, t- I tie bring it over from amateur wrestling. It's working for me because of my two kids. Um, Russ and Chuck are doing phenomenal. They're only 9-11. And, um, you know, they, they're my blueprint. You know, I'm ble- yeah, I'm blessed because they're great athletes. But um, For those of you stuff. that don't know. No, I'm excited uh, for the future. In case you guys would like to see a match with uh, Charlie's sons, you will actually be able to see them wrestle at Christmas Star Wars, December 11th. And you can watch a match, match they did for Texoma Pro right here on Hannibal's channel. He has yeah. that up. I got to thank Hannibal, too, for uh, pushing yeah. us and helping us, man. Thank you, Hannibal. And the rematch, actually, that I just posted. You may not have seen it, Jerry, but they had a rematch uh, last week, I think, in San yeah, Antonio, in San Antonio. Yeah. for Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. So what's that like uh, when you're you're quartering one son against the other? Does that cause <laughs> well, problems at home? You know, um, you know what, what's, what, the way we – the way I, I believe that they should learn at that young age, and the Japanese do this, that you second you second them to the ring. Um, I'll be the coach for one of them, uh, and then I'll have you know, the top baby face there be the coach for uh, Chuck usually. Um, and it's they know the moves, and they, and they'll, they'll go do something. I'm like, slow down, slow down, slow down. Take your time. All right, get ready. Put you know impact. I mean, you got you guys. You know, you, you got to make it look good. You got to hit. You know, uh, really take the bump. And um, so they, they're learning that way. Um, I was telling Rodney, I go, can you imagine if we were doing, when we were in developmental, if we had Arn Anderson or Fifth Finley out there with us while we're wrestling, I go, how much we'd learn, even if they weren't tagging with us, but like managing us and yelling out from the corner, it would have been unbelievable. So we, um, 
that's what I think that's that's going to help them. Um, and eventually toward they go, you know what, dad, we got this, man. We appreciate it, but we can do this on our own. And I, I think that's what, um, you know, and, and this is little things like, oh, Russ, man, grab that, get that, grab that hole, grab that abdominal stretch or whatever. And um, so I got to teach them how to bend the rules when the ref's not looking, you know, because it's not cheating until you get caught. So, you know, the, the first match I told him to pull the ref and he kicks him in the nuts. Uh, you know, it's, um, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I know. That and the, Carl goes down and he goes, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I go, it's his first match. You got to be, yeah, give him some leniency. And I mean, I, I was like, I go, no, Russ, you got to pull him, not kick him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he let him continue. They had a great match. That was the only thing. <laughs> Hannibal's commentary on it was the best, man. Because then he kicks him in the nuts and, uh, and he goes, he's going to let it go on, though. <laughs> Like, you know, Hannibal wears many hats. It blows my mind sometimes. He's talented at everything. Dude, he dude, he was killing it. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Do you do? Do you commentate a lot, Hannibal, or was that the first time you commentated? Oh time. no, I don't commentate very much. I leave that up to the professionals. Yeah, it, uh, it's one of the hardest jobs. It's hard to commentate when you're by yourself. When you're by yourself, like you know, when uh, Joey Styles, man, he did ECW. He did a hell of a job because. You know, you don't have someone to play off of, you know. It's uh it's tough. You gotta keep it going. Have you heard about all these releases today, Charlie? Carrie yeah. and Cross, Taya, Harry Smith, Keith Lee. There's like twenty wrestlers that have been released. Wait, they, they just got rid of Carrie Smith, they just signed him. Yeah, yeah. Taya Valkyrie too, just signed her too. All right, so is Shelton still with them or no? Where they're still announcing, but I think Sheldon has uh has made it through, thankfully for him. Uh, the only thing I can think of, man, is what's going on is, um, the only thing I can think of is that, all right. So when they, when they released all those, all those, um, all those big time, uh, you know, all the other guys like Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, um, man, they signed Gable Stevenson and, uh, and I, the money, the money's ridiculous. I hear it's like seven years, like in the twenties million. I don't know if that's true, but I mean, it's from what I hear it is, but, uh, um, Man, and so what Vince is doing, he's brilliant at this. He's going after uh, – I mean, they signed a couple other uh, college amateur wrestlers too as well. And um, they're, they're paying they're paying him money, millions. Um, and uh, what he's, how he figures he's going to make it up on with them is that, you know, this is the first time in NCAA history that the college athlete is allowed to make money off their likeness and their name. And um, pro wrestling is sports entertainment. It's by government – by the way the business is handed to the government, um, it's sports entertainment. Um, we're 1099s. We are not professionals, you know. Um, so you can pay a college athlete to be a pro wrestler, and then he can go play a sport, and it's not you're not ineligible because we're sports entertainers. So you, you would think so now they're going to put he's, limits. He signed Gable Stevenson, a kid from uh, Duke, um, uh, somebody else, and Gable Stevenson's brother. And they are still in college. Vince told Gable, he's like, you're going back to school. You're going to graduate. You're going to, you're going to get your degree. And you're going to um, win another national title. And he's got eligibility left. And uh, he goes, you want a gold medal, man. It's not over. But this gives Vince the time to flood the market, the NCAA, with Gable Stevenson's bobbleheads, shirts, and all that. Because um, now, you know, because the athletes, yeah, they get to make money off their name and their um, – and their likeness, but, but they probably had to have to come out of pocket for it. Now, some of them, like the exceptions for Alabama, like there's a quarterback in um, Texas, South Lake Carroll. This kid is he's, – he's signed to go – he's committed to go to Alabama. So, But he Man, is – I saw that kid. His senior year here at uh, South Lake Carroll. 
Yeah, because that, he doesn't that want to get hurt. Because he has a one point five million dollar deal from Nike on the table when he when he when he shows up at Alabama. Yeah, um, he's a he's so, a ridiculous. You know, player. Vince is like, well, you know, they can I can they can get paid. I can make my I can recoup my money. I can flood the market. With so, man, I, I think he's probably going after bigger names, man. You some more amateur wrestlers. I mean, you know, Kurt do you was think successful. this has anything um, to do? successful. Doctor Death, Shelton and I, Brock. Um, you know, and it's great for amateur wrestling because now. They have something like they don't have to go to UFC. Um, they're like, man, I can be a fan. I can be a pro wrestler and make money, you know, because usually it's after the Olympics. It's, you know, you're looking for a coaching job. Do you think this has anything to do with WWE going back towards bigger wrestlers? Yeah, I think uh, I think I think definitely WWE was watching SWE at the time. And they saw that I was going to call most of it in the ring. And I was and that that I man, it's snug and it's I'm telling a story. I think they're like, man, we should, you know, we should probably go back to doing that. You know, Charlie Haas is killing it down there. But instead of bringing me up, they just fucking they'll hire other kids. And, they, and they, they, you know, their whole motto is now is um, uh, they said that they're going to uh, hire people that have no wrestling experience, pro wrestling experience or sports entertainment experience. And they just want them to be great athletes. And they're going to teach them how to wrestle. They're going to teach them, you know, I guess basically, you know, what, you know how, how, Shelton and I learned, you know, um, and that's what they want. And they, they're going to like, all right, man, you know, because back in the day when you first start, you know, back before there was schools, your first wrestling lesson was your first match in the ring. You know, once they got you in, you'd wrestle like a Skandar Akbar or somebody that's coming down that was on top and they'll work with you. And they're like, all right, man, just listen, kid, don't say a word, grab a headlock, punch him in the face, and just sit there and sell, come back and get you. And just, and that's how they would learn. And they would just, and they would learn like that. And it was hands-on training. And I think that's what they want to get to now. So, um, because if, if you do that, you slow it down. There's not a lot of car crashes as I call it. But man, people believe. And I'm telling you, I know because it's working for me. Now I'll go up to Sherman and wrestle in front of 60 people. I got people wanting to come over the rails. I mean, it's, it's like therapy for me. It really is after the divorce, but it's like, but to be able to, to get that type of heat, um, you know, it, it feels like the old days of WTBS or, you know, the Superstation. I mean, you know, you had the four horsemen just riding 60 people in the studio, but yet they're putting asses in seats, 12,000 in the Omni. We're up in Johnson City, Tennessee. We're down in Richmond, Virginia. We're at the Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. I mean, they're putting asses in seats just because they could talk and they believe what they were doing. So I, I think that's what WWE wants to go back to. And Charlie was talking about wrestling in Sherman. For those of you that don't know, uh, he's talking about Texoma Pro Wrestling, and I think they have shows every month on the third. Yeah, they, they do shows twice a month up there. Texoma Robert Langdon, yes, sir. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for wrestling in Sherman, Texoma Pro is the place to yeah. go. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they're up there, and uh, you know it's a uh, it, it's a small venue, but the uh, crowd is they're they're diehards. Um, they they really do hate me, um, which is great. <laughs> um, you're doing your but, job. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, here's the deal. It's like I'm like I'm reinventing like what what's old is new. I don't sign autographs. I'm not going to. Um, I just think that you know there's a time and place for it, and I don't want to be out there. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, thanks for yeah booing me. I love you, man. Let me kiss the babies, and then going out and telling them to you know f off. I mean, it's not. It Amen. Make sense. It's Amen. Not, it makes no sense. And it's it's like, man, it's you know, you know, I and ever since I've done that, I have more people wanting my autograph than I did when I was signing. So I tell them no, and they, they up the price. I'm like, okay. You know, I, I would say you're a master of psychology. What do you think of the psychology in WWE and AEW right now? Do you see them as the same in each company, or do you see them as two different products? 
I, I see them as I see them very similar, and I think WWE wants to get away from that, and I think that's they're they're making the changes now. Vince is. You know he's had a lot of ventures outside WWE, and they haven't they have not panned out for him. Um, but WWE, everything he's invested in wrestling works. Um, I think he is on to this with the. Uh, I mean, he started his own streaming service um, and sold you know sold it four billion dollars to NBC, um, Peacock, and I think he has the. Um, he is just uh, he, he's brilliant for. I mean, he's third generation, you know, um, and he is. I think they, they see that they're the same. And I think he sees it like, well, they don't want another Monday night war. Um, you know, although they would probably, you know, the fans would probably would want it, but the fans are so smart to the business now. And I think he wants a different style. I mean, um, you know, sometimes I remember when Vince was the only one around, JBL would sit there and he's like, you know what wrestling has to do? Go away. It just needs to go away. Like it did in the fifties and sixties and come back in the seventies and eighties. He goes, it's got, it's just, it's got to rest. It's, they, they, you know, They've killed it, you know, um, and but I think, you know, you're seeing different styles now. Um, I think that um, he, he wants to slow it down. I think he wants to tell the story. I think he wants to get um, people that are in there that, that make you, I mean, that make you that know that it's real. I mean, uh, for instance, when I'm driving home, I'll ask my kids. I'm like, hey, man, uh, what did you guys think? They're like, man, you did great, Dad. Um, I go, my punches, kicks look good. Yeah. I go, what about everybody else on the roster? Yeah, they, their, their stuff looks like shit. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. He goes, Dad, Chuck goes, Dad, is wrestling real? I go, yeah. I go, I've been hurt more in pro wrestling than amateur. He goes, well, how come I can punch better than most of those guys? I go, that's a good question, Chuck. You know, we'll ask the promoter when we see him. So, I mean, when you, you know, that's what you need to listen to is the, the, the 10 year olds, the, the, the eight to Yeah, because they should be the ones that don't buy into what's going if you, on. If they don't believe, we're not going to believe. Exactly. Exactly. What do you think of the state of tag team wrestling? It's uh, thank you because I'm gonna open up my school and uh, I'm gonna specialize in tag team wrestling. Um, it's what I'm good at. It's what, I mean, fuck man, Arn Anderson put a stamp of approval on us. Um, I learned from him. Man, I just here's the problem with tag team wrestling. Because at one time they were main eventing everything. Hell, the Crockett Cup was huge. Um, there was main events at WrestleMania for the tag team. It's, you know. We need to go back to, and, and I wish God, I wish Arn, you know, would, would take this over in AEW and pass it on. But you know, he's into the the whole singles thing, and you know, and um, his son's wrestling now. And uh, but the heels need to be heels. Um, the heels need to quit worrying about outshining the baby faces and doing double team moves that look better than the baby faces. The best. All right, who's what's the Hannibal? Um, Mr. Mr. Bossick, what are the who are the best tag teams you can imagine? Who would you say the best tag teams ever were? Like whether face or hill? Well, I, the Road Warriors the have to be up there. I say the Steiners. There yeah. you go. You have to say the Steiners. Yeah, Steiners, Road Warriors. There are a lot of people that like Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express from the South. I, I think the hard. I, I say Art Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. Yeah, and the Brain Busters. So, and so when I when I when I tell people, I'm like. I, they're one of the best tag teams ever, and I go, but can you name one one double team move they ever did that you can see? I can't. I can't name one. No, no. But what they can do is they worked the body part and hindered it useless. They were masters at it, in and out of the ring, tearing somebody down, breaking. I mean, the psychology. Arn would tell, tell me, he's like, man, we would get them going, we, then we hear the crowd, we cut them off, get them going, cut them off. He goes, don't ever, ever. Man, he goes, give them what they want. 
He goes, and when you finally feel it, then it's time. And um, he's and that's and he goes, you don't need to. He goes, you guys are wrestlers. Everyone knows you were the world's greatest tag team. Don't wrestle. We're colds. He's like, they're gonna be like, oh, you guys keep saying it, but you don't do it. You know, it's like, and that's the psychology, and that's the beauty of being a heel tag team. It's hard. It's definitely harder than singles. Um, I mean, not that it's harder. It's just it's a different psychology. No one is cutting off the ring. No one is shooting their opponent. Away. Every time I see the hills, they'll shoot the uh, their opponent towards the opponent's right body. to the corner. I mean, right to the corner. Back? I mean, <laughs> I was always taught to shoot back into your the, the two ropes by your you know in your corner. Cut the ring off. You do not let him cross that that ring that that middle of the ring. And then plus you have to um, you have to make him work from underneath. You got to make him work from underneath. If you just if you just like put a hold on like do hope spots, they're never gonna believe it, man. They they got it. You, like Arn used to tell me, he's like, you got to give the guy a set of nuts before you beat him. Because if you didn't beat him, if you don't do that, then they're going to be like, who'd you beat? Nobody. You got it. You got to make them in the beginning. So, and that's what the, you know, everyone's so worried about the, getting their shit over. And it's a lost art. Um, and I thought maybe AEW would bring it back, but they're not. So, I'm going to open the school. I'm going to have tag teams that, you know, that want to be tag teams. Man, I'm going to work with them and I'm going to make them what Arn did with us. And I'm, I'm going to produce some good tag teams. And uh, hopefully that maybe will change, you know. I don't know. We'll see. We just need one company to believe in it and that company to, to go with it, you know. Um, at one time, Ring of Honor had great tag teams. Um, ECW had great tag teams. You know, WCW, WWF, they've gotten away from it. Absolutely. So say you and Shelton do get back together one more time. Yeah. Who's Or say that you had one fantasy match, who would it be? Would it be the Brain Busters? Would that be the match you would want out of everybody? We'll say uh, then and now. One team then and one team now. What's that? We'll say one team from back then and one team now. Who yeah, would those I would, teams uh, you know, that's what Arn and Fit told me that, you know, Shelton and I were born like 10 to 12 years too late, you know, um, 15 years too late. Um, man, I would, uh, man, I would love to work Arn and Tully. I would love to work or Arn and Tully. I mean, I would just, man, I would love to work them. Um, just, I mean, I just watched it. It's like, you know, it's Shakespeare, you know, and, um, you know, and what was awesome is about they would go wrestle 20 minutes and they'd cut a promo right out of the ring. And I mean, it was like not even blown, breathing heavy. And they were just like, hey, we just beat them. You know what? After we eat Thanksgiving dinner, Midnight Express, we're coming after you. I mean, that was the, I mean, that, you know, and that people understand is like the uh, Midnight Express when they turned against the Four Horsemen, that was, man, that was a huge deal. And um, it built and built up for it. And then I asked Arnold, what happened? He goes, we were in Baltimore. And Dusty was booking, and we told Dusty, um, we're, we're done. And he's like, wait, you, you can't be done. We got, we got midnight tonight. It's like, nope. You had your wish. You want us out of here? We're gone. And they walked out. They never they never had that match. Arnold says that's the biggest, one of his biggest regrets of his career. He wish he did that match. Wow. So what about one team now? Any current tag team? Who um, man. Um. I guess I get the Usos to be, they've held it so many times or, uh, um, Seamus and, um, Cesaro. Um, man, I just, it's like, it's hard to invest in a tag team because they, they take them and they split them up, take them and split them up. Usos have been around together. So, and, um, you know, I remember when they, when they were just Rikishi, sent them down to live with Eki and, uh, Shelton and I would drive them down to Booker T's and we'd work with them, you know, when they were just starting. So, um, man, I really, uh, but I mean, I would have loved to work Edge and Christian. I would oh, have loved yeah. to work uh, New Age Outlaws. I would have loved, you know, just because of the interaction with the crowd. I would have loved to have worked um, Pat Patterson and um, Ray Stevens. They say it's the, they were the best tag team ever. 
So I love Pat Patterson, man. Pat Patterson is one of the most intelligent wrestling people of all time in my books. You know, I got to sit with him one night and just listen. You know, I just sat there and listen to everything he said. And I was like, damn, this guy, he's a different level for sure. Yeah, he is, uh, man, he, um, he's the best finished guy in the business. Um, you know, Johnny Ace says, you know, he is, and, um, and Pat was the best one and, because I never worked with Kevin yet. And then I'm like, you got, so, you got, I had two different styles with Pat Patterson telling me, showing me how he books and all that, like that uh, French Canadian and like up at the, and being with Vince and Vince Sr. Um, and everything they came up with. And then, you know, you have Kevin and his ideas. I'm like, dude, this is, I mean, why not finish like this? You know, I was able to be around some of the greatest wrestlers, uh, mentors that possibly. I mean, Steve Kern was great, man. He taught me one thing. He goes, Charlie, you tell the story with your eyes. He goes, how many people are trying to make facials and it looks like, it looks bad. Yeah, it was like old people having sex is terrible. And he goes, um, he goes, tell the stories with your eyes and let the face form around your, the eyes. If you do that, he goes, it will, um, he goes, it makes it so much easier. Um, so, I mean, that's what, you know, that's what I try to do. Um, you know, in, in, uh, little things like that. And, uh, Steamboat had a lot of things. Um, but man, Kevin, when it comes to booking, man, he's just, he has, uh, same philosophy. He books backwards. He wants to have, this is where we're going. This, this is where we, we're going to have our, our, our wrestlers in place, our WrestleMania, whatever you want to call it. And we're going to book backwards to get there. A lot of people don't do that. They book week to week, you know, so. Yeah, you know, we found that. I mean, it's hard to do on the indie level, you know, on the independent level, it's hard to, to book backwards. But, you know, I think whenever you have a strong enough base, you can book that backwards and the people that you know are going to be there. And, You're right. You know, well, you know, and the thing is, is you got to get you got to get your group to believe that they're not an independent. They they that we are a force to be reckoned with. Um, and then you got to get them to believe in like, hey, if you're going to go wrestle for somebody else, which I'm not going to deny you money. You got to tell them that, that this is who you're with. And they got to they got to they got to brand it. They got to publish it. And in doing so, we'll help market. You know, we'll we'll, we'll say it on internet TV or whatever. Help push their 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 taping or their uh, show. Um, I think that once you get them believing in the uh, company, then they'll start treating it like something and not like. And, and Halo and I, we, we saw that. I mean, SWE had a swing, man. It was like we thought we were on we were on our way up. I mean, it felt real. It felt good. Like we were doing something. And it just like that it was gone. But I mean, and it's probably, probably I don't know. I mean, I was the champ. Probably I don't know. But it's probably on me. But anyways, um, I think that uh, that it was up and coming. We had a great. We had a, we had a, we had we had some wheels, man. We had some gas in the tank, and um, that's why I think you know it's it'd be good if, if we could bring this group over to your, your place. I think we have a lot of unfinished business, and uh, and and I, I, I just want I want to work with Kevin, and I and I'm gonna work finish things with Max. And uh, Jacob and uh, and uh, Rodney. Yeah, I, you know, I look forward to that. Really, I, I agree with you. I think there is unfinished business, and you know, I think it's it's sad the abrupt uh, end of SWE. You know, I think that you guys really did accomplish a lot of stuff, and you know, yeah. I think Tom, you know, Tom, Jason, that group, uh, you guys did a lot of good, a lot of good. You know, it, it was a great time to be on the rise when you guys were, you know, during COVID, you guys uh, took that period, ran with it, built something really special yeah. out of it. And sometimes, you know, a company just grows too fast yeah. and that's it. You know, to me, that's it, you know? And, yeah. No, you know, it, 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 it could too. be, I mean, because, uh, 
Well, I mean, I, I think I'll be honest with you. What hurt us was when Hannibal and them split. And then, I mean, it's not because I'm on here, but it, that hurt, man. He's got a he's got a hell of a following, and it, it, it helped us a lot. Oh, I mean, that, yeah, that was probably that was the first step that we started going downhill. I'll be honest, I really, and I'm not blowing smoke up because this is the truth. You look at the numbers. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, his numbers speak for itself. Whenever uh, he first started working with us, we had, I think, two and a half thousand subscribers on YouTube. We're up to 8,000 now, and that's Hannibal's work. You know, I mean, and I always believe you got to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Well, yeah, areas, I mean, especially you know, the you, um, social media is the way you're going to market this thing. Um, and you got to, man, you got, you got to find someone that believes in your product and that's going to help. I mean, because I know, I'll send my matches to Hannibal. I'm, I'm not asking to put them on. I'm just like, tell me what you think, man. Wait, seriously, what you think? You know, you've been around wrestling, and man, he's like, let me put them on. I'm like, if you think they're worthy, yeah. I mean, so he's not, he, he's not going to put something on or, or back something if he doesn't believe in it. Um, and you know, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be, um, you know, it's got to be legit, and um, it's got to have like, you know, have legs, and it's got to be able to, you know, up and coming. You don't want to go backwards. And uh, I think that's where a lot of uh, a lot of people don't understand the hard work that you have to put in. So, yeah, it's unfortunate uh, what happened there, but at least we're picking up where things left yeah. off. And Southern Junction, December 11th, is going to be your first appearance, Jerry. Do we know who Charlie's wrestling yet? Uh, we do, in fact, uh, Charlie. You will be working MLW star Gino Medina, which What's is that? Uh, Gino Medina. From uh, MLW, he's one of okay, Booker's, okay. one of Booker's students. Excellent worker. Oh, I'm I'm tagging. I said he's an excellent worker. He's one of Booker T's students. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, great, great guy. Yeah, great I mean, guy. dude, Booker, I have more, utmost respect for him. He is, uh, you know, when I got let go the first time, I went down there and he he made polished me up. I mean. Love, love Booker T. I love his, uh, man, you know, he's got a great, he's ring of, I mean, reality of wrestling is kicking ass, man. And he's, uh, he homegrown it. He did it himself. I was like, I was his first match of reality of wrestling. We were the first main event. It was Charlie Hosford's Booker T. And, uh, and it grew from there. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Booker's doing a lot of great things. They're even expanding into Las Vegas. You know, I mean, and from what I hear, Booker's a great guy. So nothing, yeah. but, nothing but he's with his success. Just utmost love and respect for him, man. Utmost, you know. He, he's got a he's got a son that's like around my kid's age. Um, so you you, you probably see a little Booker T running around there soon. Ah, that's great. That's great. Uh, we had a, a guest watching Al who wanted to know who was the greatest in ring storyteller that you worked with. Um, I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you who's really good. Um, Shawn Michaels is excellent. Um, Ric Flair, I mean, I was able to be in there. But I'll tell you who I've had fun the most with, man, fucking Carlito. <laughs> I love Dude, Carlito. I mean, him and I, I, I'll sit there and I'm like, he's like, what do you want to do? I go, this is Shakespeare. He goes, you serious? I go, yeah. I mean, dude, I, we go out there and I and we have no idea. Like, like, the, like Fred Urban was like, before he passed away, he's like, whoever you guys want over, go ahead. I don't care. I go, it's like, he's like, just whatever. We just... He's like, all right, man, let's just fill it out in the ring. He goes, if, it's, if you think it, that's where we should end it, just, you know, whatever. If you think I should, whatever. But that's when you have fun, man. I mean, it was it was awesome, man. And uh, Carlito's really, he's really good at that. Really good. Rene Dupree, too. Excellent, man. I love <laughs> When I first met him, he's just an old uh, school guy. I mean, his dad had the territory. I, God, I wish he could get back in the United States soon because he is fun to work. He, he is, he's good. He's great. 
Hannibal, didn't you just work Renee Dupree like a month ago or so? He worked for me. Yeah, he uh, he's quite a guy. He, he still works for Pro Wrestling Noah. He has a contract with them now. So he's in good shape and he's he just needs to wait for the uh, border to open where they allow foreigners back to Japan, which is supposed to be in about a month or so. He, he's, 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 did you guys actually in, uh, right after after Russ died? He, he became my roommate in um, down at HWA. He is, uh, dude. I got to know him, and uh, he was like, he, I think the youngest kid they ever signed. I mean, just great shape, bodybuilder. But I mean, what a worker, man! Fucking what a worker. Yeah, he's still in fantastic shape. Did you guys actually work him and Rob Conway? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I that's love- a hell of a crew that came out of that OEW class. I mean. Renee, Rob, me, Shelton, Randy, Cena, Brock. <laughs> That's a hell of a I, class. I mean, Densmore, <laughs> um, Bashams, you know, I mean, it, it was a hell of a crew. You know, they almost need a class like that now to come up and, you know, be what you guys were back then. They yeah, really, I mean, you gotta think we survived all the, all the uh, WCW and ECW guys. You know, we, we made the cut. They let them all go. And we were still there. Like, so. It says a lot, man, and, and we produced afterwards. Um, you know, um, man, you know, it just it's, man, it was like I remember working with Randy. All right, okay, so I never got the chance to work in the ring with Randy. That would be one of my I would love to work him. I want to work him, especially now where I I try I try to emulate him. I I, I watch him. I tell him everyone, go, you want to be a good heel, you your timing. You watch Randy work. Watch his timing. Watch the way he talks to the person. He's gotten He's so good. He is. So that's how where I've learned to slow it down, and like I'll do, I'll my my work's different than his. My body is a lot different, but I will after I do what I do, I'll I'll take time to appreciate it, and I'll just stalk him like Randy does. You know, I try to do it my own way, but I, I stick to that type of psychology. Because um, I was talking to him about it, and he's like Charlie. He, he saw the kids, and he's like, let them keep doing what they're doing. He goes, and I because I was the same way. He goes, and then uh. Not, he goes, remember when we were up at OVW? And he was like 19, 20. He goes, it just clicked, man. It was like, he was in the ring. We're like, Randy, Jim Cornette goes, where the hell is that, man? Who is that? It's like, he got the timing. He got everything down. Man. It was different. And, uh, man, that, he went right up to TV. So who was your favorite person to work with and then work against? Oh, uh, OVW? Just in general. Of uh, all time, really who's the favorite right person now. you've worked with and worked against? Randy Orton. I, I, I've worked. I brought. I worked Brian Danielson enough, but I'm, I'm going to work Randy Orton. But who, like, who have you already worked out of the people you've already worked? Who's your favorite to work with and your Man, favorite um, to work against? Right now, um, Davey Richards was great. I love love working him. Uh, Brian Danielson and Spanky were really good. Um, man. Man, I would, if I could go back, I would love to wrestle Kurt Angle one more time. What's um, your relationship with Kurt like? The heel that I am now. Because I, mean, it, I, I, w- I was watching the matches that we had, and they were good, but I was missing that moment with the crowd like that. I'm better than Kurt, you know? Um, and, that, and that's what I wish I could go back and do that one. What's your relationship with Kurt like now? I, talk, I talked to him the other day, man. He, he, he texts me, and he goes, hey, man, I love watching your sons because that's so awesome, man. He goes, uh. Just he goes, just don't burn them out. I'm like, thing is, like, I'm not burning the kids out on pro wrestling at all. Like, I, I they want to do it all the time. I tell them when that's a punishment. I take it away. I'm like, no, you guys are fighting. You're not going to go to practice. No, no, no pro wrestling practice. And um, so man, and I just let other people coach them. Um, I mean, I give them the psychology and I'll teach them the chain wrestling and all that. But then 
I love them to be them. Um, and they just go in the ring and with that, it's hands on, man. And they have fun. So you'd love to work Kurt one more time, huh? Yeah. I want Kurt one more time. I want Kurt. And, um, you know, I never worked, uh, I never worked John Moxley. I'd love to work him. I know he's, I mean, and I, my hat goes off to him what he's doing. Um, I wish him well. Been down that road. So I want, I would love to work. I would love to work Moxley, man. I really do. It's somebody, and Jer, you know what? Jericho, Jericho, oh, you call man. yourself the greatest of all time. For 10 years, they're in the same the federation, w, the entertainment, WWE together. And never once did we work each other. We weren't even in the ring together. That's so no, you can't call yourself the greatest of all time when I'm the, like, the real champion. Like, I'm the one that can actually wrestle. So I want to wrestle Jericho. I'm calling him out. <laughs> there you go, Chris Jericho. Hey, 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 what's here, wait a second, Charlie. Give me a chance, Jericho. What? Do 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 your uh, call out message to Jericho. I'm just gonna put you on the screen and I'll Jericho. cut that and send Man, it to him. Uh, you know, dude, we're in the, we're living in the, we're living in the era of no matter how old we get, we get better. You, you are unbelievable, man. You're up there with like Tom Brady. Uh, I try to bottle myself after you, but Jericho, you call yourself the greatest of all time, the goat. How dare you, man? How dare you call yourself when you haven't even been in the ring with me? Ten years of WWE together. We broke bread together. Remember the beach in uh, Hawaii? We, we toasted my brother. We were talking about it. Family, right? But you never been in the ring with me. We never, ever wrestled. So you can't call yourself the greatest all time. When I'm the greatest real-world champion right now. I mean, I'm actually the only one that can actually wrestle. So, uh, man, Jericho, calling you out. I don't care where it is. I'll drive myself. Whatever. I want a piece of you, man. I want the greatest of all time. I want that moniker. So I hope you hear this. Well, we'll send that to him and we'll see what he has to say. All right. You know, you're you're in better shape than Hooventoot uh, is, and he recently gave Hooventoot a match. Uh, What's that? Hooventoot Guerrera. You're in a lot better shape than Hooventoot, and he recently gave Hooventoot uh, a match in AEW. Oh, how how'd he go? He beat him, of course. Okay. So maybe he's taking the easy route. All right. But, uh, yeah, I'd like <laughs> know, to see yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, just, I think I love it that he's still doing the, the 1980s. He's still doing the rock and roll, man. He wants to be a rock star. He, he just got off the cruise, you know, the, uh, the, yeah. the what do you call it, the Jericho cruise or whatever they call it. Now, you have a T-shirt store now, uh, Charlie. Where can people buy your merchandise? So we were um, – yeah, so we uh, – Man, near fall clothing, uh, they're they're the ones that uh, they're making all my gear. Um, we will have um, we uh, we start, I started my own podcast, and uh, it's gonna be different. And it, it's gonna I'm bringing amateur wrestling and pro wrestling. One week's pro wrestling, next week's amateur wrestling. Um, and I want to bring the worlds together. I want to have sometimes I'll have like Kel Sanderson on with Kurt Angle, or you know, or uh, John Smith on with um, maybe if I can get on with Arn Anderson. But I mean, I want to be I have connections in both. Um, and I want to, I want to, I want to cover all aspects of wrestling. So it's at the Haas pod, um, or wrestling's greatest podcast. Then also, um, you'll see, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter, um, at Charlie Haas, um, and, uh, cameo, uh, Instagram, real Charlie Haas, Facebook, real Charlie Haas. And, uh, it's near fall clothing and that's going to be on my website. So if you want just go to my website and we'll have the clothing ready in about a week or so, the t-shirts. And then you can just click on there and it'll go right to the virtual store. They'll, they'll get it for you and ship it to you. So I'm trying to take myself, the middleman, out of it. So that's it. 
So out of all uh, the and championships, also, and also, man, I'm going to be uh, you know, wrestling for uh, Mr. Bossing, man. So that we got we agreed on the dates. So I'm going to come out and I'm just going to do the best I can, and uh, I'm going to continue what I do, and uh, I'm just going to you know, man, I'm going to make people hate me. So out of all the championships that you've held, what which one is most special to you? And man, um, I, let me be honest with you, man. And it, 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 winning the WWE tag title is great. It's unbelievable. Um, I think the last there's there's three titles really. Um, the, the last title that my brother and I had the uh, the Mid South Tag Team titles we held those. Um, that's actually that's all we did. We we won them, and then the guy that owned them let us take pictures with him. Then he took them from us. So we we only got to hold them once. I got pictures of them. But man, we are we were a Mid South Tag Team Championship, and, and people don't know their history. That was a very prestigious title for tag team wrestling. Absolutely. Um, then uh. You know, Shelton and I went to the WWE. And, man, it's, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, this last run with the, the SW, I mean, they, we were up, we were running really good. I mean, that's Cannibal. And then it was, um, I felt like, man, I was like, I was part of something. We had something good. We had top guys, like mentors in there, uh, you know, Kevin Sullivan. We were in the right, we were going the right direction. I mean, I felt like, man, we were. Really, right there, you know, being better than Ring of Honor, being right there at Impact and uh, AEW. I mean, um, man, it, it, we had a good crew and uh, I had a really good faction, and th th that title really meant something to me. And so I, I really felt like it was a world title. Well, the world class title is actually—I don't know if it's vacant or not. Stefan Bonner is holding it right now but he uh, has a really bad injury. That would be a good match for the future. That would be a really good match. Oh, who's who's he uh, who's who's that? Stefan Bonner, the UFC Stephen Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's he who's he uh hold, what title is that? He's our champion, but he's actually okay. injured okay. at the moment. Yeah. The, the guy that, from the UFC? that would be an amazing match. <laughs> is that the guy from the UFC? Bonner? Yes. Yes. Okay, great, man. You know he does pro wrestling? Oh, good. Good. Yeah, he uh, he's actually injured at the moment. Um so yeah, I mean, there's always the Texas Heavyweight Championship held by the Blood Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Uh, yeah, there, there is, there is. Or I mean, uh, you know what? I'm at the point where, man. I mean, I just want to leave my legacy. I just want to be like, uh, maybe it's just I don't need a title. You know, I think I just get in and get, and I don't, I don't need a title for people to know who I am. I'm just gonna be me. And uh, man, I, I really, I think you know, let the young kids, let the younger guys get a hold of that. And, uh, run with it. Um, I'll help direct it or whatever. I'll help, you know, start the feud off. But, uh, man, I mean, maybe, um, maybe, and I'm never going to wrestle like him, but maybe I can be like another Terry Funk. I don't know. I, I got to ask you, I got to ask you one question, uh, before we wrap this up. Um, uh, I've, I've had my ups and downs with her. I still consider her a friend, but what are your thoughts on Lacey Von Eric? Um, You know what, uh, man? I, her family they, they did a lot for Texas wrestling. Um, uh, I thought I really wish we could just have have that feud. We she was a good sportsman. She let me do a fireball on her. We painted her. Uh, we we're building for Ross and Marshall, um, and it didn't work. Um, it didn't even feel right that that, that night. But um, I think she meant well. I don't think she knew what she was getting into. I don't. I think that if you're going to take over a company like this, you really need to look at the books. You got to see what's going on. Um, I don't know if she did that. Um, I don't know if she lost money. 
I know the ones the people that she that they got bought out, they made their money back, and you know, and um, so you know, I don't know. I just uh, you know, I think she had a good thing with the kids camp, um, and I was helping her with that. I was helping coach the little kids, and I, that's what I love to do. So that was a good that was a, it was a good way to build up another generation of wrestlers. Um, we had a good fan base, but um, I, I just think that. You know, I think she just we could have had her just focus on marketing and uh, and promotion work and then just let Kevin and them do the uh, do the wrestling stuff. I think it would have worked out. But, you know, you live and learn. I, I think you're 100 percent right on that. I, I think that, you know, I, I think she probably caught a bad ramp over the whole thing. But I think her heart was in the right place and she just did not know what she was getting yeah. into. And it's that simple. Yeah. Um. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, Charlie. You actually went half an hour over the uh, the planned time, but we had great fan reaction to you and looking forward to seeing you again December yeah, 11th thanks at Southern you, Junction. Man. Thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. And, uh, man, we get ready to tear this up, man. I'm, I'm, man, I, got a fire I, can't, right now. I can't tell you how happy we are to have you in world class. You know, uh, Thank you, know, you, man. I, Thank you for this opportunity. I promise you I won't let you down. You're going to probably yeah. wish you didn't, but – yeah, it's, it's gonna be for good, man. I'm gonna put asses in seats for you. I promise that. You, you know, I'd like to give a shout out to Tom Lance if he's watching by any chance right now, because you know he's the one that, like I told you, he's the one that made the call that we had the discussion yeah. about you. And yeah, so, you know, I gotta thank Tom, yeah. man. I mean, he's a been up front, straight up guy, and uh, I gotta thank him, man. I gotta thank him. I mean, they gave me a run, man. They gave me, they made me feel part of something special, and now, uh, and now we can continue it. So absolutely, and once again, thank you for doing this tonight, uh, guys. Don't forget, Charlie has his own podcast. He's on yeah. every form of social media. Make sure you follow his podcast and all social media. Hospod. Check it out. And don't catch or don't miss his world-class debut December 11th at Southern Junction in Irving against MLW and Texas star Gino Medina. Uh, tickets available at worldclassprowrestling.com. This is the first of many times you're going to see Charlie with us, so... Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Thank you. Remember, love each other. Be good to each other. God bless all of you. Yep. Yeah, and now that you've said that, we'll let Charlie close it off uh, his way. Can I, can I do it or am I? Is this a, is this a different? All right, five, four, three, two, one. Thank you for watching the Hannibal TV. Please like this video if you enjoyed it and click the subscribe button to not miss any 